And today is kind of a dual topic. I'm not going to try to make it a dual topic, but they kind of cross over um, to one another. So it may kind of encompass two topics, but I'm really going to try to keep it as one. And that topic is good men exist. Pretty much the entire point of me doing this podcast is to let women know one good men exist and two hopefully men how to be better men at least in relationships how to cater to your lady treat your lady and women also how to treat your man how to cater to your man i'm sure many of you like i already know how to do that cool that's great but you know what perspective is perspective so who better to tell you if you're actually doing a good job than a man with that being said i want to start today's episode off with four four questions and i want these questions to really be thought about so they're going to be yes or no questions no wiggle room no gray area straight up black and white yes or no no maybes no be honest with yourself. Now, this question is for ladies primarily. So, um, ladies, the first question is, do you believe that there are more available good women than there are good available men? Yes or no? The second question is, do you feel like you have settled for a man before. Whether it was an okay relationship, whether it lasted a long time or a short time, at any point in your life, do you feel like you've settled for a relationship and or do you feel like that encompasses like you settling for a man? Yes or no? The third question is, if you have in fact settled for a man or if you've had a man that you would consider, oh, he's a shitty dude. Do you think that if you settled or you've had multiple bad relationships with men that you may deem bad men, do you believe that that has led you to think that there are less good men available? Yes or no? And lastly, do you know who your good man is? Yes or no? And so with those questions being out of the way now, I want to kind of talk about each one. And the reason why I ask these questions is because typically like nine and a half times out of 10, anytime I talk to a woman, it seems of any age, whether she be in her early 20 and I'm not talking about, you know, anything under 21 for real. Really, I'm not even talking like 
under 24. I know that they exist and I know people get married within those age ranges. Good for them. But the reason that they're married is because maybe, you know, they feel like they found the one who fits them at that age. And so they don't have these issues, we would assume. But typically, if you know, if you're 24 and up and you're single, you uh, essentially have had more than likely more relationships than an 18, 19, 20, 21, 21 plus, you know, year old person has had. And when I talk to these women, they always say, well, but where the good men at? I can't find them. They ain't out here. They either gay or married. How many times you heard that before? Now, not every man that ain't married is gay, ladies. Okay. That's just going to nip that in the bud. All right. And also just because a man's gay don't make him a good man and vice versa. So let's let's just dispel that notion entirely. So married. OK, now that one that's applicable, that actually can make sense. If he's in fact a good man who feel like he has found a remarkable woman and he has decided to lock her up for life then, you know, that should be celebrated. That should be a con congratulatory type situation. Like, hey, they're happy. That should be a goal of mine to be happy with my own version of happiness in a relationship. But that's what women say. Ain't no good men left. Or the older they are, they may get to the, you know, um, these men are commitment phobes. And, you know, that's, again, that could that could also be true. I'm not going to try to dispel that because some men are commitment folks for whatever reason. And there's different reasons on another episode that we can talk about why men have issues with commitment. But going back to the original questions, first question we asked was, do you feel as though there are more good available women than there are good available men? And that kind of just sets the foundation to to almost lead you where I want you to go, although it is isn't technically a leading question. So. While I, I wish I could talk to each of you listening to this podcast right now, right now, I can't. So I will I will assume that. You answered to this this question with a emphatic. Yes, there are 50 million Remarkable, amazing, beautiful, incredible women. And there are two million remarkable, amazing, incredible men that are left. So all 50 million of you <laughs> are fighting for these two million men that are left. Well, if that don't sound like a Hunger Games type situation for me, but realistically, we, we know that's not true. And so the second question kind of piggybacks off of. The first one, which is, do you feel like you have settled for a man or do you feel like you've settled to be in a relationship? And the reason why those two questions are technically synonymous is because typically question two leads to the reaction of question one. Right. So most women have, for the most part, more than likely experienced more negative relationships or negative um, negative in encounters with men than positive or okay encounters with men than positive. And instinctively as humans, as I've said before, 
we are engineered to remember all the negative things that happens to us so we can avoid those in the future, right? So anything that hurt us, anything that did not bring a warm and fuzzy feeling to us stands out so much more than the happy, jolly things that did. Even in bad relationships, there were good times. How do I know? Because you got with them in the first place. If it was shitty in the first place and you got in that relationship, then you have no one to blame but yourself. If he gave you every red flag and you was like, well, I'm going to try it anyway. That's all your fault. Blame yourself. So that's how I know it wasn't shitty from the start. So now he presented you with something you thought was going to go great. You got in a relationship. It didn't work out. He treated you bad. Maybe cheated. Um, found stuff in his phone. You know what happens. The, the, the typical things that happen in a relationship. Got a whole nother family, wife and kids. Like in any possible scenario that could have happened, more than likely you women have experienced it. And that stands out. So if I had to bet, if I had to bet $500 million on if 95% of you answered yes to question one and yes to question two, then this, I could put all 500 million into this podcast to make it sound like a mastered masterpiece of amazing sound quality and everything. Because nine times out of 10, I, I guarantee, yes, most women think that there are more of them that are good women than there are of good men. And most women have settled for a relationship before whether they did it consciously or subconsciously. And so then that leads us to our, our third question is that if you are a woman who has never settled or has never been in a bad relationship, then we need to switch places. <laughs> Cause like you definitely need to be talking to these ladies instead of me. Cause you got the, you got the sauce. So you need to sprinkle that sauce over all these ladies listening to this podcast. But question three was, if you feel like you have settled or you have had bad relationships, do you feel like that leads you to believe that there are less good men? And the reason I ask that question is because if you have, in fact, had, say, 25 relationships and of the 25, 14 of them were OK and five of them ended horribly, then look how small of a sample size of good or a positive or maybe even a mutual ending of a relationship that you have to go off of. That doesn't give you a lot at all. It gives you like what, six, six, maybe slightly above neutral to positive relationships that you could say that you walked away from. And then also the fact that you're not in that relationship anymore also would signify that although it might have been a good one. It wasn't the one for you, whether it was a one year, a five year, a marriage or not. So then the final question is, do you know who your good man is? And I say who, because the more you know about what you need, the easier it is for you to filter out everything that you don't. 
So when you and I have an episode about this, I'm not sure what order I'm going to release this in. But there's an episode about preference, setting the bar and setting standards and how confusing those three completely messes up your mindset of what you should be looking for. Right. So if you go back and listen to that episode, then what I'm getting ready to say makes more sense. So when I have asked women these questions, typically their answers went like this. Do you believe that there are more available? Do you believe that there are more good available women than there are good available men? You guessed it. They said, yes. I said, okay. Do you feel like you've settled for a man before? And this includes a bad relationship. They said, yes. Shocker. Question three. Do you think that because you settled or you had a better relationship leads you to believe that there are less good men? Some say yes and then some say no. But then when they think about it, like they take two seconds to think about what they just said and how that would be completely contradictory to what they answered in question two. Then they're like, OK, yes. And then finally, I say, you know, hey, last question. Do you know who your good man is? And the answers kind of vary on this one. This is not an answer that I always get. And it's it's straightforward because when I ask most women, hey, do you know who your good man is? The first typical reply I get is, what do you mean? And I say, like, who is he? Like in business, we have what we call a customer profile. We want to know who our customer is, what their job is, what their demographics are do they have kids what do they drive we try to find out everything that we want to know about the customer so we can better cater our business to attract those customers right and it's no different when i say who is a good man for you so you have to kind of take that same approach you have to say okay who is my good man profile not what does he look like not much how much money does he make not what kind of car does he drive? You have to talk about all the intangible things, the things that you can't see immediately, but that you can see eventually manifested. And what I mean by that is if you look for a man who is kind, not just to you, who is kind to people in general, who has a natural appreciation for life, he's fun to be around. He has he say he shares similar uh, values as you do. He has morals, ethics. He's intellectual, can hold a conversation, is a good communicator. He is a role model for those around him. He would be an excellent not father figure. He would be an excellent father. He has the qualities of a caring and understanding and compromising and leading husband. So you have to create that profile if you don't already have one or you can't answer this question kind of almost off the top of your head. You have to have that. You have to know who he is, what he looks like, not from the outside, but what characteristics, what qualities, what values does he have that meshes well with yours that can sustain 
your relationship long term. Too often we get we, we dive into things that don't offer sustainability. He's six foot with a great smile. But what what does he bring to the table for you? Because if you answer question one, if you consider yourself a good woman, then that means that you're almost set or at least you're in a position where you feel that you can emotionally be available. You are financially maybe not entirely stable, but you're in a decent financial space. And that if you're a good woman and whatever you bring to the table should be reciprocated on the opposite end. So if if you're set and you're ready, then that means the man that you're looking for should be set and ready if that's what you're looking for. But that's a whole nother episode of, you know, dating a man for who he is versus dating his potential. But again, I'll talk about that on a different episode. So who does he look like? To you. And because what I have found in asking many women of all ages, this question is, is that they kind of have an idea of who he is. But they definitely need to hone in on that. Because. What I found is that they. They have they have a good start, for example, but they don't have enough sustainability in their answers. But then when I say. Tell me about your bad relationships, the guys that did you wrong, the times where you were hurt. Y'all able to rattle that shit off with ease. You can go through Derry, you can go through Daquan, you can go through Tremaine. Like, you got options. Like, which story do you want to hear about? I'm going to make dinner. We can talk about it after. Like, as easy as it is for you to remember those bad times, the times where you were hurt, The times where you were crying about something or someone. As easy as it is for you to conjure those up to the forefront of your mind to be able to speak about. You also need to be able to do that when you talk about the guy for you. You have to have that level of understanding. And the thing is, is despite the amount of times that you have been hurt, despite the amount of times that you have been let down. Despite the amount of times where you may have felt like he was it, that's your husband. Say no more. He's right. He like he's just manifested himself right in front of you and it didn't work out. Or if you did get to that level where you did marry him and he was your husband and it didn't, you know, you know, it ended in divorce. And now you're back out there and you have to maybe find another husband if. If that's, you know, the the journey that you want to take. Now you have to understand that and know what you're looking for, because. Contrary to popular belief. If we go back to my example where we said there are, you know, I think I said 50 million good women and only two million good men. In reality. If it's 50 million good women, it's minimum 30 million good men. And again, it's all in what you personally define a good man is for you. Because if I got a group of Asian, Indian, black, white, and uh, European women together, and I said, hey, ladies, I want all of you to take 
a pen and paper and write down 10, 10 like characteristic qualities, values that you would deem to be a good man. While some of them certainly will cross over, they will all be slightly different because we're all different. We all need different things. We all view sustainability differently. So with that being said, there are good men out here. We exist. And you say, well, well where they where they hang at? Because I can't find them. And I see some um, uh, people. I don't I don't know what what I want to call them. You know, they, they'll suggest that, you know, he'll find you. Keep doing what you doing. Look presentable. Smile. Don't have a resting face. Right. You know, uh. Go to places, you know, and and there's, so there's so many different things that they'll say to try to, you know, encourage you to, um, I guess, be presentable. And I don't strictly mean that physically, but also be presentable, you know, so you can be approachable. Right. And I I agree with being approachable, a woman who always looks like she's in a hurry doesn't have time for anything. She's on a mission all the time. It's not approachable. But if, if you if you just slow down a little bit and kind of just be aware of what's around you, that alone, if that's all you do, it makes you approachable. And some people have different ways to meet people. Maybe it's church and, you know, you're more inclined to feel comfortable meeting someone that goes to your church or goes to church in general. Maybe you're visiting someone else's church or, you know, you go out, like you go to bars, you go to lounges, club, if you're young enough for that, or even, you know, maybe you get approached at different places, Walmart, the gas station, maybe even work. And the thing is, I believe that most men will show you who they are almost the moment you meet them by how they approach you. And what I mean is, depending on your age, and, and, it, and it may cross over to older folk, I'm not 40 or 50, so I don't know, but how a man approaches you and what what he says to you and what he wants to do with you says a lot about who he thinks you could be or where he would like for it to go or what his intentions are. Now, if he's out here and his approach is more, I don't know if I have the right word for it, but it's its more, it's less about you and more about just trying to make you laugh and jokes. That doesn't mean that he's not interested, but I think, it, you know, that may just be his style. That's what he does. And then maybe... As you get to know him, if that's what you so choose, he kind of opens up and then you can learn more about him and his intentions. But me, if I want to approach a woman and I'm looking for a serious relationship or I'm looking for a potential wife, while I will still show my personality, because obviously that's important, my approach is different. So if I do see her at a gas station, I'm not going to be like, hey, hey, excuse me, miss. Hey, um. So listen, like you real pretty or whatever and stuff. And I saw you, I just wanted to come over here and, uh, you know, just say that to you 
and uh, maybe you want to go like get some Starbucks or something like you down or not. And I'm sure some of you women have been approached sort of kind of like that. But, you know, at the same time, if, if I want more out of you, if I want to really understand who you are and, and I'm interested, you just have a natural glow that I feel like I'm attracted to. And I understand um, that, hey, you know, she seems put together one. She seems approachable. Maybe she's driving something that's nice or it looks like she's coming from work. Uh, then I want to ensure that my approach matches what I or who I think that she is. So all I'm saying is, is a man's approach to how he talks to you, what he talks about, even before you go out, you know, even if it's just coffee or tea or, you know, something quick, it says a lot. Pay attention to it. Don't disregard it. Don't be so flattered that you miss the approach. It's important, no matter how slick he is, no matter how charming he is. If you pay attention, you will see. And it may not always be bam in your face, but if you pay attention enough, you'll see a different way that men approach you. And I'm sure that a lot of you have already picked up on it. But good men exist, ladies, and you're not fighting for five of them. You're fighting for millions. It's just a matter of. It's it's a matter of, of, of luck, to be honest. I'm not someone who believes that there is one person for you. I think soulmates are fun to think about. They're they're an awesome fairy tale, but I don't believe that that is applicable to real life. This isn't Disney. This is not Pixar. This is real world stuff. Now, you can pray on a husband if that's what you want to do. You don't. If you're an atheist and you just like, hey, the luck of the draw, I'm going to do Match.com, eHarmony, Tinder, whatever your, your choice is. It's hit and miss. It's just process of elimination. But the more that you understand who you're looking for, not what, who you're looking for that husband profile the easier it is to not waste your time understand that get that written down first learn that so when men do approach you when you do decide to go on date one date two date three because i believe by date three that you have a very clear answer of where things are headed if you make it to date three again another podcast topic but get that down first and you'll see that good men exist. We're not under rocks. We're not gay ladies. Some of us are married, but there are plenty of us that aren't that are out here. Be patient. Be approachable. Know who's your who. And that's half the battle. So I would love to hear if you ever want to, you know, uh, let me know how you answer the questions. Feel free to DM me. Um, email me if you like. Tweet at me. Uh, I would be very interested in how you answer the four questions. And if you have anything that supports how you answered it. But remember, the questions were yes and no. 
So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. If you have any topics that you would like me to talk about, feel free to shoot those to me and subscribe to the podcast, rate it on Apple Podcasts. And most importantly, tell a friend if you enjoyed it, tag somebody on IG. I would greatly, greatly appreciate the support. You all have a great day. Until next time, be great people.